Hi everyone, welcome back to the Woman on the Box podcast. It's Teresa DJ. How's everyone doing? On today's episode, I've got two gentlemen here um, about to dissect this topic. And the topic is, what do women bring to the table? I'm going to start with two. I don't want to give my opinions yet. I'm just going to give it to Chu to take away. Chu, what do women bring to the table? All right. Um, the thing is, it, what women bring to the table depends on who you ask. So I can give you a generic answer, then I can give you my custom, you know, special answer to that question. The generic one, um, okay, let's assume, are we on talking about assuming the man and woman are married uh, i think or just dating. in a relationship okay in a relationship yes okay well if it's in a relationship then i think i'll just give you my my special answer um basically if it's in a relationship i don't believe in you know making demands or expecting things from her that i can't provide if that makes any sense like i won't expect her you know to bring to the table 200,000 naira a month while I make only 50 grand a month. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have expectations that I can satisfy. So that way I don't come across as a hypocrite. Like I would expect her to be educated because I'm educated. I would expect her to have something doing because I have something doing. I would expect her to have ambitions and dreams and goals because I have ambitions and I have dreams and I have goals. I would expect her to be God-fearing because I'm also God-fearing. But then there are also instances where there are things I would not be able to do that she would be able to do and things where she would not be able to do that I would be able to do. That's us complementing each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing where she cooks and I clean up or, you know, she that, that stuff like that. So that's pretty much what, you know, in the context of dating that I would say she brings to the table. I wouldn't want a, a person I couldn't talk to, I couldn't brainstorm with, I couldn't, you know, philosophize with, as the case may be. I couldn't drink with, I couldn't go out with, that kind of thing. Okay. So, you know, I hope that answered your question. Okay, so do you know, my issue with this question is, why is this question targeted at women? And why is it so offensive? Because most women when it's posed at them, they feel offended. It's like, it's almost a rhetorical insult. Like, what am I supposed to? And most women's response to it is, I am the table. I don't know if you guys have heard that before. (laughs) Or they say say everything. (laughs) Blaze, what what do you think? So, so okay. if she's the table, does that make me the chair or something? I'm lost. Like, that even make any so sense. you're bringing all this goodies to her, basically. You've not heard that before. I've yeah. heard that yeah. once or twice, and it made me laugh even then. Blaze, I'm just waiting for your own opinion on this. I don't want. I don't want to unleash the wrath. <laughs> you know, I'm just waiting for you. <laughs> Let it go. Well, so me, basically, the way that I see it, I'm a very like modern person in in the way that i approach relationships and things like that right so when i think of like a relationship i don't necessarily think it, think of it in terms of like roles i see it more in terms of like a partnership basically so we're basically both in the same ship and the common goal should be to like keep that boat afloat basically and so whatever we need to do to try and keep that boat afloat is what we need to do i don't necessarily think that like a certain person should have like certain roles or, or anything like that my issue with it 
is when women start demanding certain roles of the man, which is fine. But then when the guy then also expects certain things from the woman as well, that's when women tend to have a problem. They'll be like, oh, I'm independent. Why should I be home looking after the kids? I want to work too and stuff like that. So it's like, I think that's where the disconnect kind of happens. When women expect so much from men, but then they don't want to hear when we have expectations of them as well. Okay, so can you just share with me what kind of expectations you will have from your woman, the person you would, you know, date or be in a relationship with? Okay, so not me personally, but I'll give you like an example of like some, like a conversation that I hear all the time. Uh-huh. Like, uh, you, you see how, for example, women say, okay, I want a provider. I want the man to front all the bills of the house. I want, you know, I want this and that. So that's, that's, a com- that's a common conversation that you hear a lot lately, right? Uh-huh. And then, but then, so okay, so if the guy is going to do all that, that's fine. But then a lot of the time, then you will hear the, the retaliation is the guy will say something like, okay, that's fine, I'll do that. However, I want you to be then a housewife and I want you to just like take care of the house and take care of the kids, right? But then you'll hear uh, uh, women's like response to that is, well, I don't want to be a housewife. I'm also like, I'm educated, this and what, I want to use like, you know, my, my skills that I've accumulated over the years. I want to work, I want a career for myself and stuff. So already right there, you have a disconnect because if women are basing this whole idea of the man should be the provider and, and do this and whatnot, if they're basing those things of old values, at the same time, those same old values where they're getting all that from also says that the woman should just be at home. But then they don't, they don't agree with those old values. So it's like they pick and choose what they want. And that's why I think that's where the disconnect is. That's what I'm trying to say. This is some women because housewife, trust me, a lot of women will want to be housewives. Um, if you're going to take care of everything and take care of me and all I need to do, which is a really tasking job anyways, to take care of children, to take care of the home, ETC. Trust me a lot. See, I, think that's, I think that's a culture thing. I think like, like you said, Nigerian women typically would want to just be a housewife because they don't want to work. They just want to just like enjoy the lifestyle. Did you but say Nigerian women? Yeah, like Nigerian women, like traditionally from what I've heard is like, they like for the guy to look after them, take care of them. Hey, hold on, hold on. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'll just tell you what, I, what, I, what I've heard, isn't it? Is that a lot of the time is that you find out Nigerian women they love to have like the, the lifestyle provided for them. So they want the guy to kind of like assume all of those bills and everything. And they kind of just like going along for the ride. Maybe I, I've got it all wrong, but that's, that's the... No, nah, as far as I'm concerned, you have it spot on. You hit it, you hit the nail on the head. Like, uh, but I would have to disagree of... with both of you. Okay, okay. I am the I'm speaking, I'm, Okay, I'm speaking, on, I'm, okay, I'm not saying that's the case for every single woman born of a Nigerian mother. No. Of course, but I'm, I'm saying that to my, to my experience. To my experience, what he's saying is 100% correct. Like, they love the lifestyle. They love the flex. But then when you're like, so baby girl, what's your part in all of this? They're like, oh, you know, like you said, I'm the table. Like, that doesn't make, that makes no sense. Okay. So, (laughs) first of all, I would disagree with you both on, especially like, just being specifying that it's Nigerian women that expect their man to take care of them, you know, do all those things. And I think what you guys are talking about or what men talk about is finances, right? First of all, Nigerian women are on a lower social status, right? And they, um, we know this, you guys aim more for sure than women. So don't say nobody should argue on this. It's, it's out there, men in more than women. 
which means we are already at a disadvantage. But Nigerian women work hard. They take care of themselves. They make their money. I don't know what women you've met or what women that, you know, subscribe to these um, ideas, but I don't. It's nice to be taken care of. I just feel that, so for example, um, in a work situation, I was saying, oh, you know, obviously when I get married, I will take care of the children. If my husband can't, you know, I'll be able to pay school fees, ETC. And a Nigerian man, not even a Nigerian man, two Nigerian men said to me, why? You've got a husband. Let him figure it out. So that's Nigerian men indulging Nigerian women, saying that it's his culture. So if Nigerian women in any way have become babies or are being pampered, it's because of how you've led the relationship. And that's my own opinion. So I'm saying, oh, I will take care of this. I'll do this. I'll work hard as a partnership. You know, obviously modern women, all these ideas, but they are rejecting it. Nigerian men, I think that's their own way of take, I, I don't know, contributing to your life. So if you take out finances, they feel like they have nothing else to give you. So let's think about that one. No? Well, okay, can I, can I, can I uh, disagree and agree with you at the same time? Of course you can. I agree with you. I, I agree with you on the point that, you know, a lot of Nigerian men don't believe in their wives working. They believe in, you know, being the sole provider. They insist the woman stays at home, raise the kids and whatnot and whatnot. I agree. There's a significant majority of men who actually subscribe to that way. But I think I'm with Blaze on this one where I don't necessarily see myself as that kind of mold, you know, of being that kind of man. Like I grew up watching my parents, both of them went to work, both of them had, you know, had careers and both of them, you know, ran the house and that kind of thing. And that's probably probably what mostly informs my own decision on, on that on that particular issue. But then when you get back to the point of providing, like, okay, well, okay, we, we could say in the context of marriage where yes, you would have to provide everything for your wife because at that point she is your wife, you know, for better, for worse and all that. But mm. when you're meeting women, like we're not even, you know, we're barely getting to know each other. We're barely getting to, you know, just start, you know, interact, get a feel for ourselves to, to know if we're going to, if this is going to be a long-term thing. And they're placing demands on you, like pay my house rent, buy me a new phone, get me shoes, get me dressed. And I'm thinking to myself, woman, like you're not even asking yourself like, okay, what does he even do for a living? Preach. How is he feeding himself? How is he clothing himself? How is he sheltering himself? How is he putting food on his car? Like, like all those things don't matter to you as long as your needs are met. If he's sleeping under a bridge, you couldn't even you couldn't even care less. Like literally. And the funny thing is, <laughs> a friend of mine, you know, summed this up by saying to me, like, you know, many women who have not had the kind of lifestyle they're demanding for are now coming to meet young men and feel and you know behave as if that lifestyle is owed to them. Like, mate, it's not my fault your parents didn't provide you a certain kind of lifestyle. I don't know why I'm trying to pawn off your parents' failure on me. And have me provide for you what your dad couldn't even couldn't even provide for you. It's a different thing if you were brought up that kind of way. Then fine, I can even I can understand that. Mm -hmm. But when you don't really have that kind of, you haven't lived that kind of life. You're trying to use me to live that kind of life. Like seriously, am I am I meant to take you seriously? I'm not going to take you seriously. I'm not going to I'm not going to respect you. I'm not going to respect that. So I think that's what the issue of what most Nigerian guys have. And of course, you're welcome to disagree with me on that. No, oh, true. I am on that bandwagon with you. I, 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 I don't like women that once they go into a relationship, I've seen it a lot in Nigeria, you know, you go into a relationship and then you're probably using a phone of 2000 or whatever year and you kind of want iPhone or whatever. I don't follow phones, but you want the latest iPhone and you want those guys yeah. to pay for it. Um, 
I, I don't like it and um, I frown you know, upon that. Um, but then again, we're also talking about, you know, what the, what's a woman supposed to bring to the table? So if a woman is demanding all those things, I tend to see that when it comes to this topic, men, what they provide is the finances and anyone can bring money to the table. It's just that most women haven't cultivated themselves in such a way that they should be given to their boyfriends or they should be given to their partners. They will say their money is their money. It doesn't make any sense. So how do you, like, <laughs> how do you spoil him? Like I, I always ask myself, like, so if I was to spoil my boyfriend, I would do what? I'm already doing everything else, giving attention, ETC. I have to show it through money. Even the Bible tells you your heart is where your money is, you know? So there's right. a reason why that's in the Bible. So finance, okay. back to finances, women can also bring money to the table. So if we take finances and sex out of the table, what are men and women? I know the topic is what do women bring to the table? So what are men, first of all, even bring into the table? Yeah. Me, when I, uh, in my household, um, so my dad, obviously, well, both my parents worked. I couldn't even say that my dad was at like the breadwinner because both of them worked. Mm-hmm. And so and in terms of, for example, education-wise, my dad took charge of that. So my dad was the one following up on our homeworks. My dad was the one making sure we understood all that, all that kind of stuff because my dad is a lot more academic than my mom. So my dad took charge of all that. My dad took charge of taking us to like karate lessons, after school clubs, football and whatnot. My dad was in all of that. Mm-hmm. And then trips on the weekends or whatnot. My dad was always present for all these things that you're talking about. So when you say that men are, uh, well, that, okay, maybe not you. I don't want to misquote you again. But when women, for example, assume that we only bring in finances and sex, that's completely untrue. Because especially myself as well, the way I was brought up, like I've just explained, is, is, is exactly the same way that I want to have my family as well. I'm going to be very present in my kids' life. I'm going to be making making uh, stay on top of the education and this and whatnot so i'm going to be very present so this whole notion that guys are only there for just the money and sex is i don't get it because that's definitely not how it was in my household no but that's that makes that makes men sound like cavemen like we're only good for <laughs> one or two things which which I, I beg to differ like okay i get it it's not like what she's saying doesn't actually happen i think it does but then what these things of how households are run uh, so around, sorry, I think it, it depends on the household. I don't, I don't think there's a uniform way of how these things are done. You have a lot of guys out there who are very hands-on with the kids and their education and the extracurriculars and the rest of that, you know, like uh, Blaze alluded to. And then you have situations where the mother is the, you know, plays that role. And the father pretty much just pays for the, pays the tuition, the school trips and all that. But then it's still on hand to guide and to assist and like, I remember growing up whenever, like, my mom was the one who pretty much made sure we did our homework and we, you know, went to our after-school clubs and all that kind of stuff. And then when we'd get out of, when we'd get out of place, she would, she would report me and my brother to my dad, and then he would discipline us. So, you know, I, with, with both of them, it was a tag team. We're, one person did one and the other person did the other. But then I think that that concept is lost among the women I've, I mean, I can speak for the women I've dated for. I can't, I can't really speak say that for every single Nigerian check out there but the perception is there like you know if you ain't got money don't come my way and you're not even wondering okay what do I do for a living am I a criminal am I am I a robber am I a kidnapper like you do know if I'm a criminal and we spent money together that makes you necessary to whatever crime I've committed they don't they don't oh, think no. that way no one's thinking you know, that they're, long they're, not, they're, not, they're not they're not they're not even asking us that kind of question so the point I'm trying to get at is at the end of the day you know we as individuals should be a bit more 
informed about whoever it is you choose to get with, whether it's a short-term thing or a long-term thing. Okay. And um, that's, I, that's just what it, it's really lacking. That's just you with depth. You know, there's a lot of people in now okay. that don't have depth. No one's really <laughs> thinking about. And like back to, you know, just referring to what Blaze is saying, men are just not having sex and, you know, putting money in your pockets. You were biased with that question mm-hmm. because I said, what if we take out sex, what are both parties? I didn't just say men. I said both parties. So that includes Okay, can I answer that one? Well, that's fine because if we take out sex and if we take out money, because that just seems to be the main argument when you ask um, men and women this question, what you bring to the table? What is it that people are really bringing to the table? It just, you find out that when people are being asked this question, there isn't much depth attached to it. It shows that people haven't thought properly what they're bringing to the table or people feel like this question shouldn't be asked because it's offensive. Um, I believe that if you're in a relationship with someone, you already know that person. And I believe you should trust your own judgment. So when you pick out a lady, you should trust your own judgment that you pick the right partner, you know, to marry or to spend the rest of your life with. And that person should be able to contribute to the table or to the family if there's a table. Um, and that could be anything. That could be loyalty or support or security. She could be your confidant, you know, an advisor, ETC. Who wants to talk? I can hear someone. I, 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 think, I, think, I think there's one more thing you're also missing. When, when peop- the reason people fail to answer that question is sometimes people don't even know themselves. Mm-hmm. And don't even know what they can offer, what they what they can offer to any given situation. Why do you think someone can easily be offended by it when when you ask that kind of question because they don't actually have an answer? Like if you ask me now, for instance, what will I bring to any given to any table? Assuming I met the woman of my dreams, mm-hmm. right? I would tell you a steady income, a career, a house, um, ideas and goals and ambitions. I consider myself an above intelligent above average intelligent person so i'm not stupid like whatever she wants to do with herself i know i can contribute to it if not academically financially or otherwise but then they're not there are a lot of people out there both male and female that can't actually say these things about themselves and that's probably why they take offense when that question is asked have you noticed how actually can i just say this to set have you noticed how that question tends to offend women a lot more than it offends men. Of facts, course. facts, 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 100%. So, so what does that tell you then? Say again. What does that tell you if it tends to offend women a lot more than it offends men? They don't have much to offer besides no, the sex. No, no, no. And true, that's not very nice to say women don't have much to offer. There's a reason why women... I didn't mean that generically, but the people who are offended by that kind of question. Um, I think that women's roles are not properly defined so it's like she just said which i liked he said you know i'll bring a steady income i'll bring career i'll bring a home i'm so i'm gonna say where i'm from i'm from edo state that is how i was brought up i'm supposed to build a house for my family but that's frowned upon imagine me saying yes i'm gonna bring a home for my husband to live in or my children you know society would just be like that's for your husband 
There are gender roles. I know it's 2021. Gender roles are slowly fading away. But those roles do exist sort of. There are certain things a woman can't say. I would like to say I can protect and provide for my husband because there are ways I can. But society doesn't want to hear that from a woman. They would just think, oh, she's too strong or she's too independent. You know, they want a damsel in, in, in distress. So most women just act like, oh, look at me, save me, that sort of thing. They want to be babied. And to be honest, most women are strong. They can fend for themselves. But because I don't want to blame men, but somehow men have, they've contributed to bad behavior from women. And I would say bad behavior because women know that they can take care of their home. They know they can protect and provide and do all those things and inspire and motivate and make you whoever you want to be and their families. But they've become so spoiled because men want to spoil them. So they just feel like they are supposed to be saved. Not true. I mean, we have one brain. You have to, we have one head. You know, somebody said this thing. The man is the, I don't know if you guys agree with this. The man is the head and the woman is the neck. So the next sort of, yeah, so the next sort of support, obviously, is supporting the head and she understands the leadership of the head, you know, but she still gives advice. She knows her role where she gives advice and, you know, he would turn his head this way. But do women understand their role as the neck? Very deep. I don't know what you guys think about that. Can I jump in on this one? Of course. Uh, Please go ahead. So first of all, the woman's not the neck. She's the elbow. and uh, Elbow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, okay. So what I wanted to say, right, is I think ultimately the issue comes with the fact that most people nowadays, especially women, well, guys as well, but especially women in a negative sense, let their idea of what of how a marriage should be based on what they see on social media, what they see like in the media or whatnot. So basically, all these, for example. Beyonce is singing, all oh, the single ladies, all oh, the single ladies. That's just now shaping women's like ideology into thinking that, yeah, single ladies is the way. Then somebody else, like another loving hip-hop celebrity, will say something like, yeah, my man has to pay all my bills and whatnot. So now that also shapes their thinking as well. And that's where the issue is. If you let too much, too much social media dictate how your life should be, that's, how you, that's, that, that's where the disconnect happens. Because really and truly in the marriage, it should just be you and that person, outside factors should not, uh, should not have like, like any implications on however you decide to govern your house with your, with your husband or your partner. That's between, you should basically be in, uh, in alliance in doing what is best for the both of you and for your family, not let yourselves be dictated by what social media says. That's what the issue is. Can I buttress the point you just made by giving an instance that Teresa just gave? Basically, yeah. Teresa, you basically said you're from a state that you know, you expected to build a house for your family, but then society may frown on that. And okay, I, I kind of see where you're coming from with that. I'm probably one of the very few who may disagree with that because at the end of the day, right, it's not like I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? But then if it's not like whatever, you know, as parents, we accumulate in this life. It's not for me, it's for my kids. Whatever houses I'm going to buy, whatever cars I'm going to buy, whatever shares, stocks, bonds, I'm going to buy, I'm buying and putting all these things in place so that my kids can benefit from them long after I'm gone. So I'm not the kind of guy that would, you know, if my wife had the money to buy a house, I wouldn't say, oh no, don't buy the house. 
you know, if anything, okay, you buy that, you buy the house, and at least we can take our kids to better schools. Like that's that's that'll be my thinking in something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm actually comfortable enough in my manhood to let my wife buy the house, bearing in mind, you know, after we're done, the kids are gonna get the house. So I have no issue with that. But then it goes back to the point Blaze actually said: it's an individual thing. How you know, as long as the man and the woman involved understand each other. And there's the understanding of, okay, this, I'm doing this, you're doing that. It's all good. It's all gravy. Then I shouldn't, it shouldn't really be a problem. But then the reason why many men tend to frown on that is because a lot of guys here are not really that secure in their masculinity. A lot of them are so, are so afraid. Like if a woman makes more money than them, like, oh, that means I'm not man enough. That means she's going to disrespect me. And I, I don't see it that way. I really don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I always have this euphemism, like you can be making billions in, in you know in a year but that still makes me the man of the house that's not going to change just because you make more money than me if anything good we can take the kids to better schools we can retire early we can travel we can spend more time together we can live a more comfortable lifestyle it shouldn't be a reason why i'm going to look at my wife and go oh no she can't be doing that what's that supposed to mean no 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 quit that job hell no i mean that's just my opinion obviously people could be could feel differently on the issue go on please are you saying something yeah i was just saying facts <laughs> you just nothing but facts <laughs> so that doesn't make you uncomfortable at all um you're fine with you know living in a house that your wife builds or your wife bought for the family you know that's not, okay not there's nothing yeah like i'm a very like confident and secure person within myself you know like i as long as you know what you bring to the table something like that like your, your wife being like a powerful person if anything uh-huh. you should look at that as like a, as a good thing that's like it's good yeah. that, your, that your wife earns so much that she's so powerful that she's like head of a company or whatnot like that should that should not be something that should scare a man that that's so that's ridiculous but what would that's you want like, woman, i know would you want like a woman that's like i don't even want to say it but like would you want to, <laughs> <laughs> would you want to compete opposite it doesn't make any sense so uh, yeah, no, I no, it definitely doesn't like demasculate or emasculate me. Do you guys generally think that women feel entitled in a relationship? Of yes. Course. What makes women entitled? Is it because they go into? Yeah, you want to you want to go first, or should I? You go, you go, bro. Let me tell you why uh, I feel women are entitled in a relationship. Or okay, let me tell you why I feel that way. I have dated a I've I have dated women, you know. Yeah, thank God for that. And I don't know whether it's just a thing with Nigerian women because I've dated women who are not Nigerians and they don't behave the way Nigerian women typically do. Like when I was in when I was in uni, I once took a check out to I took a check out to dinner, and you know we nearly had an argument over who's going to pay the bill. You know, not like I you know she didn't have money, oh, I didn't have money. On. It's only bill. We actually yeah. As opposed to Nigerian women, like when no, you take them out, the bill, the bill comes, the bill comes, they're looking, they're looking through their phone, like, 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 I'm not even like, touching that. Okay, so wait, wait, hold on, up, hold up. Come on, come on. Can, can, I, can I tell my story? Can I tell my story? Can I tell my story? Tell your story. Can I tell my story? Can I tell my story? Okay, that was, that was, that was, calm down. I get it. That was, that was my example. No. It wasn't bad, but I think they, they feel, they feel, they, <laughs> they feel entitled because, like, they have expectations of us, like, in many cases that are not even merited. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a friend of mine once they had a chick and he said he went to a house. And they didn't have a ceiling fan. I, I'm, I'm actually not making that up. But they have went AC, to a house. They have air conditioning. They did not. They didn't have an AC. They didn't have a ceiling fan. Yeah, nothing. House was fan. bare like that. But then when, but when, when my chick 
was hanging out with my guy. If the AC is not on in the car, she's not getting it in the car. I'm like, what the hell is all that about? You know what I'm saying? Like, really? She thinks Bearing high in mind, herself. Like, literally, like, really? Like, what, what, what are you trying to feel like? Like, chill is not like... You're trying, you know, you have this expectation that, oh, I must be taken care of. I must be pampered just because. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and which, which doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. Well, like, I'm not a bird to. Let me say something. I'll just chime in because. Um, Go ahead. For instance, you have that kind of girl, you know, not from a very good background, um, wealthy background. Yeah. But then you have a girl that um, is humble or a girl that is loving and understanding and considerate. and. You know, she's not asking for all those things. And you guys don't appreciate that. You kind of want the woman that is, you know, problematic and just nagging all the time. I have experienced that. So, no, I don't know what kind, I don't know which kind of guys you've been going out with. Trust me. Which man, which man do you know will purposely invite her into his life? Like, bro, really? (laughs) You see a woman who is calm, collected, humble. You know, that's. You know, that's your piece. That's your, you know, that's literally your peace of mind. But you want to go for a ratchet chick who will will give you grief overnight. Nah, mate. I don't know. Maybe that's for the guys you've been out with with me. Oh, God, no. Honestly, can I just talk? Someone suspected that I was cheating on them because I never nagged. So if they say, oh, I have to do this, I can't meet up, I'll be like, okay, sure, I understand. And they just don't. He's insecure. That's what that is. It's not, it doesn't she doesn't mean. love you. She's cheated. I'm like, wow. Should I be? <laughs> am I supposed to be doing something that goes out? Nah, that, that guy was just twisted. That's all it is. Well, because that's what you guys are used to. You guys are used to girls that are just mental oh. and unstable. No, so. no, no, no. You love it. I don't like that. I don't like that neither. Okay, if you say so. Right. Wait, 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 Teresa. Do you know? Do you know what you're describing right now? Imagine you're driving down the road and then you see a signboard saying danger ahead. Will you still keep driving on along that road? Are you not curious? You're not curious. No, no I'm no. not curious. First law of human nature, self-preservation. And it's not just a physical thing. It's also a mental thing, a state of the mind thing. If I'm oh, bringing a woman into my life and I know I'm not going to be at peace, no, thank you very much. This thing called love relationships it's not it's not done at gunpoint you do know that right so if i know you're gonna be you're gonna give me a world of grief sooner or later after the world after the love fades and i know that you're nothing but a headache who, who are we kidding i like I peace too much i like you know easy nights with you know bottles of red wine oh, and shisha pipe and music and literally I, I like those things i don't like having to argue with someone every time that i'm calling my wife or my girl What's that supposed to mean? Out of everything I could do with you, I want to argue with you? No, thank you very much. No, thank you very much. Hell no. I'm going to get to die young. Uh, so oh, no, 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 it's cool. I have, I have, I have uh, a question to ask you both. I've oh. heard, I don't know if you guys, you guys have heard of a feminine man. Um, all this um, terms and phrases that comes up, they would say a masculine woman and a masculine man. And, the argument is a fem- feminine man is the kind of man that would usually ask this question. What do you bring to the table? Um, it's a partnership, therefore it's 50-50. We have to split everything. What do you think about that? Can I answer that? Yes. <clears throat> so I would not look at that as, that, uh, as it being a, a feminine man. I would look at that as a guy 
that wants to know what he's getting himself into. That's someone that's very clued up to me. That's someone that like is very aware of his like uh, of the situation he's about to embark. Like, why would you embark into a marriage? Is a, is meant to be a lifetime partnership, right? Why on earth would you embark on such a long voyage if you want, if you didn't know who was going to be on the on the ship with you? It doesn't make any sense. For me, it's like it makes more sense to ask all those questions and get things ironed out like from the get-go, as opposed to just embarking on the on the journey and finding out two years later that 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 you should have asked those questions because you were too scared to ask them in the beginning. That's just silly to me. Can I just betray that point that Blaze made, of which of which there is nothing I can add to that because he hit the nail on the head. I honestly believe by the special grace of God that the rest of my life is going to be a long time. And that is too long a time to be unhappy because I didn't do my due diligence, like it or not. And that's on me. Like, I'm not even going to blame her. Like, if I didn't have the sense to go about asking, you know, what do you bring to the table? What are you all about? What is your philosophy? What are your morals, your values, your, your belief systems? If I don't ask that and I get into bed with the wrong person, that is my fault. So it doesn't make me effeminate or any less a man. You know, just because I'm, I want to know who I'm getting, who I'm getting in bed with. You know, figuratively speaking. So I don't subscribe to them labels. It's, it's a bit. Them things sound a bit childish and high school like to me, because I asked a question that makes me effeminate. Like really. So if I ask directions that make me stupid, I just want to know the way so I don't get lost. That's the smart thing to do in it. So them things it, they never really make sense to me and i think the reason I, I don't fall for things like that as easy as i used to is because bruv like we're, we're all grown now everybody's an adult the decisions we make and we take now have real life consequences you know in some cases life or death consequences so nah i'm not if i'm with somebody and i see it's gonna it's getting down the road of okay she might actually be the one we are gonna have to have that conversation more than once lots of times so that we make sure we, you know if we if we're gonna do this long term, we're on the same page. We're getting into it for the right reasons, for the same reasons. So you, you know, I don't necessarily. You know, if anything, T, just before you jump in, right? You know, if anything yeah. with that, is, I don't think that you will find many men that would have like any issues with like asking those kind of questions. Typically, you'll find that it's just women that have an issue with them because because a lot of the time the answers won't favor them. So and that's why they will have like a a hard time with like those kind of questions. But men. You know, men are very logical creatures, right? If I if I engage myself into like any kind of situation, I want to think lo- think logically. Is this the right thing to do? And yeah. which is why I want to ask all these questions. I want to ask. Women are very like emotion driven, so women will jump in head first. Then later, on, <laughs> then later on, they realize that oh, you know what? He's a drug dealer. I shouldn't even have done that. But you know, girl. I got- <laughs> are we mocking women? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just being real. Like those kind of situations. Uh, yeah, I I understand both your points. Um, unfortunately, not unfortunately. That's how we men are wired. Um, we are emotional creatures, and it can be offensive because no one asks a man what you bring to the table. It is just assumed that a man is bringing the entire table and stuff on it, and a woman's um. Whatever she's bringing, everyone should know. They would say a woman, someone said a woman is bringing her womb, which was interesting. And I was like, okay. Another, another funny thing, she actually isn't wrong, though, in that, in that, yeah, in that she's, she's bringing her womb, that's how she's built. She's not bringing it, it's there. 
that she's not no qualities. That's not the qualities you develop. You just fair enough, fair enough. Okay, okay. Touche, touche. Yeah, no physical. I don't think it's like saying you're bringing your beauty or you're bringing whatever. Like, <laughs> you can't, no, you can't bring all those things. Yeah, you know, you know when women say things like "I'm bringing my womb," to me that's just like, yeah. And what? What are you gonna do with your womb without my penis? <laughs> without me so what was what does your womb do without me <laughs> she's gonna have children valid with point. the womb yeah. very valid point um sorry yeah the reason why i just think it, it's not like i'm against this question because i i feel like when you're going to a relationship with someone um i personally you have to vet the person even a man you can't just date anyone. Like I know people think that, especially in Nigeria, they will say, and it's a bad behavior from Nigerian women, men. They just assume that every Nigerian woman is the same. So a man will sit in his car and send his driver to get your number, or he will be sitting, (laughs) he'll be sitting in his car and be like, I want to meet you. And he's sitting in the car. You want to meet me with what legs? You want me to come over? Like they think every, just because you, you, you're in a Mercedes or whatever, they think every woman is the same. So therefore they don't need to make any effort. However, I just feel like personally, like this question it, it shouldn't be asked by anyone. I mean, if you're in a relationship, you shouldn't be asking yeah, your partner what you bring into the table. You already picked that partner. You knew you you dated that person before you married that person. So you already know what qualities or what things they're bringing to the relationship. You shouldn't be asking, except you're doubting that person. I think you guys saw, what's that? Is it blue therapy? The, yeah, I think it was blue therapy where she was asked, what you bring to the table? And she was like, are you supposed to be asking me this question? Yeah, can, can, can I just like jump in real quick on that one there? Yeah, you see what the blue therapy uh, has true seen this, by the way? No, I haven't, unfortunately. Oh, you should. But, uh, someone okay, so someone told me to watch it, but I've not seen it yet. Okay, just, just to give you like a tiny context in terms of what she just, the point that she just made, right? So basically, okay. uh, they're basically like having like social media therapy, if you want. And like um, the girl keeps saying that she wants like the, the man to be like, showering her with gifts and just and this and whatnot. Like she wants expensive gifts all the time. That's why she's she's saying that her man should provide for her work, give her gifts all the time and whatnot, right? So after like half an hour of her saying that, that's when the man turns around and is like, okay, but what do you bring to the table? If you're a rational thinking person and you have the best intentions and you have you know positive intentions, you're gonna have them tick boxes any which way. Everybody has a checkbox, especially women, they all have checkboxes. So, but yeah, um, before we conclude, I just want to know if you can give me five things a woman must, this is a must, must bring to the table. The kind of woman you would date, what you expect from her. Um, True? Are we talking physical or personality? I don't know if you want physical attributes as well, but (laughs) go on. You want something right, to booty to the family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. If if we're talking personality, we leave the physical for another day. If we're talking personality, um, I want a lady who is very intelligent because I I wouldn't know what to do with a with a woman who wasn't. Mm-hmm. I want someone who's God fearing, who's um, understanding, nice. who is patient. And who is open-minded slash mature. Awesome. Open-minded slash mature, yeah. 
Okay, thank you, Blaze. Yeah, so all the above that, that my man just said, obviously, that goes without saying. Uh, I probably would add to that as well, family oriented as well. Uh, trustworthy, I'd say as well. Loyal, more like respectful, definitely. Uh, not myself, but to like, other people as well. Like, you know, I like to think that I'm a very respectful person. So I like to think that, that my partner is also equally respectful as well. Yes, there's someone, you know, yeah, like all, all of those things I probably say, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. Any last words, any last advice before we conclude? Am I yeah. doing this as if it's a freaking board meeting? <laughs> no, but any you're the host. I have one more thing to say that I wanted to like add earlier that I didn't get to add. It's like women stop having like unrealistic expectations for men as well. Because you know, like, you no, know, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. No, I'll tell you why. You know, because you know, we were talking about expectations before, like, you know, like what, what each partner like expects from the other person, right? Yeah. And, then I, and just going back off the point I was making about social media, I feel like social media is making women have very unrealistic expectations of men. Because say, for example, like, you know, like when you get those 22 year olds, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And you ask them, what do you want in the man? My man has to be earning six figures, has to be doing this and whatnot. Yeah, but do you realize that the guy you're, yeah, but do you realize do you realize that the guy that you're dating is like what 25, he's just come out of uni, he's just starting like his career? How is he gonna be making six figures? It doesn't even make sense what you're talking about. Do you make six figures? Oh well no. Well, so how do you so I'm trying to say it's like women stop having like unreal uh, unrealistic expectations of men is one thing I would say. It's so much pressure, I think. And that's why I know you guys made a statement about being a criminal. Yeah, that's why a lot of people are doing or dabbling into things that are not legal um, because they kind of want to take care of this women. I mean, Birkin bags are expensive. Why would you demand a Birkin bag from your boy? You know, it's too expensive. Um, to any last words? I do. My last words would be basically, I think we should all get to the point of where we are adults and we are brutally honest with ourselves. Like you have women who, it goes back to the point about unrealistic demands without really yeah. having, having any consideration for what they may bring to the table or if the man they're talking about is able to provide them. Uh-huh. But then I think because of, because of that, a lot of women are held back from marriage. They, they keep waiting for this imaginary Prince Charles or Prince Charming, which who doesn't exist. He legit does not exist. And because of that, you oh. get women, you know, in, in their late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s, are not married yet. And you're thinking, why? I'm waiting for Mr. Who. I'm waiting for Mr. Right. But then Mr. Right may have come and gone because, you know, you probably sized him up and went, oh, he's not for me. He doesn't have the car. He doesn't have the house. He doesn't have the this, doesn't have the that. I think we should sometimes be mindful that when we pray to God for whether it's a husband or a wife, mm-hmm. it's not going to come in a packaging that we expect, you know? So again, we should be thinking long-term. We should be thinking about families, kids, and the rest of that mm-hmm. month. The immediate short-term, can you give me a car, house, bags, yeah. or what have you? These are substantial. So, yeah. yeah, that's a very important point. Okay, thank you very much, both of you, for coming on the show. Um, I've had a wonderful time talking to both of you. Um, so that's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, too. Thank you, Blaze. Bye. Welcome.